You're listening to the weekly Joel Klatt segment podcast. Listen to it live every Wednesday between 8 and 8.30 a.m. during the football season. Presented exclusively by Audi Flatirons in Broomfield. Exceeding your experience from the first mile to the last. Joining us now, he's been he's been listening to this conversation, and I have a feeling, Joel Klatt, joining us now for his weekly visit presented by Audi Flatirons, that you agree with Big O that if the Broncos were to miss the playoffs, barring cat- catastrophic injuries, that you'd put the blame on this uh, inexperienced coaching staff. Am I right? Oh, there's no doubt. Nathaniel Hackett would get all of the blame. I mean, Russell Wilson got his contract, folks. Like, this, it's not going on Russell Wilson. Maybe it would go on, and, and I know O won't like this, but maybe it would go on the offensive line. But then, in turn, that would land on, you know, George Payton, and it would land on Nathaniel Hackett. It would land on the game plan. So everybody outside of the players is going to be getting the blame in this scenario. The roster they feel like is good enough to make the playoffs. They've made the moves necessary. I don't know what kind of poker Orlando plays, but I push chips into the middle of the table, not eggs. It feels yeah. like it would be messy if they broke. But, I mean, that's – They got, go, got me oh, up early, like, Joe. They got me up early. I hear you. thinking about eggs at yeah. 8 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I got missed my breakfast I mean, this morning. <laughs> I, I remember those days. I remember having to watch the worst baseball of my life, you know, Rockies games until God knows when, and then coming in there and, and looking at Mike's huge head. Uh, but – Eggs, eggs and poker is something else. That's, you know, that's dangerous. I'm not a poker player. I was just thinking about breakfast. Yeah, um, understandable. Uh, hey, Joel. Good for you. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> Joel, is this team prepared for what's about to happen? You know, we we, we yeah, make a, that's a good question. We, we we talk about you know the the fact that Russell's going back to Seattle, but Seattle is a very hostile environment, and it's going to be extra loud. The fact that Russell was there for a decade, and and now he's not there, and a lot of the fan base is like good riddance. And you hear you know Russell's old teammate Tyler Lockett plead him with the fans, please remember how much he's done for the community and how many games we won. Please don't kind of boo him. He's a great person. But is this team and this coaching staff kind of ready for the most hostile environment in, in the NFL? No. I think that that's a simple answer. I think that they are, are not ready. And I, the, judging by how they approach the preseason, they approach the preseason like they had won seven Super Bowls uh, together and have a long history. And, and, boy, you know, we know exactly what we're doing, so don't worry about it. Um I, don't, I mean, I know this is going to sound, you know, harsh, but I was kind of appalled with the way they handled appalled? the season. To be, mm. Yeah, I mean, listen, you've got no history, Mike. Mike, you've got no history. There are no reps together. There is there. This is a game of repetitions and confidence, and the only way to gain that confidence is through the repetitions. You know, I, I just, I, it was it was shocking how they handled the preseason. I don't think that they're going to be ready for Monday night. And yet, and yet, they have to win. Mm. Well, there would not be more pressure on Denver on Monday night. You cannot roll into Seattle and, and, and lose to Geno Smith. I don't care if it's on the road. I don't care if it's Nathaniel Hackett's first game. I don't care. You traded for this guy. You got him. You signed him to the massive deal. You feel like you've got a roster that can go to the playoffs. 
Seattle's not a great roster. Would you can't been, go lose to Geno Smith. Would it have been different if they would have started this season off like with the, the second half of the season? If they were starting it with Tennessee, Las Vegas, Carolina, and you had the Baltimore coming up and, and the KC, do you think they would have approached it differently the preseason? I, I'm not sure. I think that this was in the back of Nathaniel Hackett's mind forever, you know, as he rolled through. I think as a younger coach, I think he was highly influenced by Aaron Rodgers' approach to the game, which was clearly, you know, at least when it comes to a preseason, kind of a, hey, relax type of a, a type of a deal. You know, let's roll in like Nicolas Cage and Con Air. Um, I think he was highly influenced by that. And why wouldn't you? You just saw Aaron Rodgers win a couple of MVPs and see the level that he played. So uh, I, I, I just think that this was the way that he wanted to do it once he got his chance. And I, for one, disagree with it. Now, I could be wrong, and I hope I am, guys. I really hope I am. And I hope Denver goes out there and plays a great game and that they're hitting on all cylinders. But I come back to this. They have to win. Guys, like, I, I don't know how else to put it. Can you imagine sitting in those seats on Tuesday morning if Geno Smith beats the Broncos? You're, we're not going to talk to you again until next, next Wednesday. The game will have been played. So right now as we sit here, do you think they win Monday? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. If they, if I would have seen Im, any any semblance of uh, execution, detail, uh, cohesiveness during the course of the preseason, I would have been fairly confident because I think Denver's the better team. They obviously have the better quarterback, but we didn't see any of that. So I don't, bro. I don't know. Uh, do you? Like, mm-hmm. does anyone? If anybody tells you that they know, I think that they're lying because mm-hmm. we haven't seen it. We don't know what this is going to look like. What? So if, if you pin me down and you said like, hey man, you got to bet, yeah. you know, whatever, 10 grand, 50 grand, uh, I, I don't know where I'm going. I have no idea. It, it sounds like you're not more concerned of like the, like a lot of people have been concerned about the depth or the inside linebacker position, but it sounds like it's like the continuity. It's the timing of, of things when, when you're talking about this, Joel. I've always thought, and I think that you would probably agree with me, that that the most difficult thing in football to achieve is is a real high level of execution on the offensive side. And the reason is is because there's so many factors, though, as you know. Um, There's obviously the detail. You've got to have guys, you know, 15, 16 guys, depending on the depth of the skill positions, that are really locked into the details of what you're trying to execute, the details of the formation, the details of the game plan. And then you've got to have guys that are technicians, and they understand fundamentally how to go execute those details and, and influence the defense. And um, it, I, I think that that's very difficult to do. Then there's the timing aspect and the cohesiveness of doing it together. Remember, offensive football, it, 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 is, it is the most brutal ballet that you're ever going to be a part of. You want to you want to be brutal in your physicality and stealing the will of your opponent and in, and impressing upon them what you want to do, and yet it has to be done in the most beautiful and succinct ballet possible. 
because timing and spacing are so important. And the only way that you can do that is through reps. That's it. That's it. There is no easy workaround to playing great on offense. You've got to do it together for a long time in order to have that cohesiveness. Defense is a different animal. As you know, defensive linemen, they're the dumbest guys on the planet. Right, left, that's it. Where's my gap? Oh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Defenses, all they got to do is line up and then run fast. Like, it's all about effort. You, you line up, and then you're like, okay, well, like I got to go. And then everyone's like, oh, leverage. Keep your outside arm free. That's it. That's all they got to do. It's like so one guy sets the edge, and then everyone runs hard and tackles. Uh, defensive players, they drive me nuts. And you know, like, defensive tackles, I'm sorry, I love you, but geez, right, left, that's all they need to know. Offense is different. It's a beautiful, brutal ballet. It's got to be succinct. It's got to be cohesive. And it's got to work together. And that's why I'm nervous for the Denver Broncos. All right, visiting with Joel Klatt. He's presented by Audi Flatirons, our weekly visit with Joel. So, it's clear. You're you're not endorsing the way that the Broncos prepared for the season on offense. So, how long will it take into the season to get to the point where you'll feel comfortable about it? So, the... This is why I'm not endorsing what they did in the preseason is because nobody knows. You don't know how long it's going to take that unit to gel. It could be very quickly. It could take a few weeks. You don't know. And, and, and in particular with a new coaching staff, you know, if this was just one new piece and it was like, Hey, there's this, there's this staff, there's this cohesiveness. And then you're going to plug in, you know, a, a great running back, or you're going to plug in Russell Wilson. You feel like you can take off. Then that's one thing because there's still some history there of execution and detailed play. This is all new. So the bottom line is I don't think anybody knows how long this will take. I, 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 I think it can happen very quickly because they've got a veteran at the quarterback spot because he, at least in his history in the NFL has played very well. He's a guy that's going to hold the standard uh, for the other players. So you would hope that it doesn't take that long, but there's, there's no telling there's, there's no rhyme or reason of how long it takes. Joe, so you're talking about continuity. So what about guys like Billy Turner and KJ Hamler? Like, when, when you look at this, where these guys have been held off, do you go into the season with a plan where you might see a guy like Billy Turner rotating with Calvin Anderson because he missed so much of the offseason? We already know that K.J. Hamler being the third wide receiver, he's going to get a lot less reps than Jerry Judy and Cortland because they're going to live in the two tight end system in this offense. But do you have to make some adjustments for a guy like Billy Turner as well? Because up until about a week and a half ago, he really hasn't really started cutting it loose and stacking practice days. Yeah, potentially. I think that those adjustments have to be made. Um, and th- those adjustments have to be made through honest conversations between him and his position coach and then between the position coach and the, and the coordinator and the coordinator and the head coach, so on and so forth. It's a chain of command. You know, football teams very much work like militaries, and the most effective militaries and football teams communicate with each other and are honest with one another. So one of the things that football teams, I think, get in trouble with is that they, they don't accurately assess what they are. Okay, I'm a big believer that you got to know exactly who you are before you know where you can go. 
And so if, if you don't know exactly what you can do, then you can't communicate that with your coach. And if your coach doesn't intimately know and trust the way that you're communicating with him, then he's not going to communicate with the offensive coordinator and things can get lost in translation. So I, I would imagine that, that there's a bit of, of, I don't know what it is, a bit of a um, retraction from the game plan for those guys if in case – uh, in this case, they're, they're saying, like, listen, I haven't had the opportunity to rep some of these things. But at the same time, you know, in the NFL, the, the general consensus is this is the way that we're going to do it, and if you can't hold the standard, then you just won't be on the field. So we'll see how that plays out. Busy with Joel Klatt. Joel, you had a chance to go back to see you and watch your beloved Buffs play on Friday. You had your beautiful family there with you. Your littlest one, the picture I saw, the one there on the left, he looks like he's going to be a handful as he gets a little bit older. Uh, what, was the whole, <laughs> what, was, what was the whole experience like for you? Uh, it was really special. It was way uh, you know, more emotional than I thought it was going to be, to be quite honest with you. I haven't been back as a fan in over 12, 13 years, just me, and this is the first time I've ever gotten to bring my boys. Um it's a, it's a really special place to me, and and it's where Sarah and I started the date. I was you know we got married before my last year, uh, so to be down there was was incredible, and this and to see the boys experience you know Ralphie running out, and to be down there and watch the team come out, um, it, it it was it was more special than than you know. I I deeply want them to start to succeed, and unfortunately, they just. You know, they're not in a point where they're doing that right now. They're not toughing up uh, up front, and they got to figure out the quarterback position. Well, I I got to ask you about that because a, a lot of people are down on Carl Durrell after what we saw in game one. Do you believe he's the coach to lead this program back? Well, I think that he got dealt an incredibly tough hand, and that was, that was clear, you know, with COVID and – these are now kind of the first years that he's coming out of that. Uh, I think Carl can be a really effective head coach. I think that he's got to make a tough decision at quarterback, and it seems like he's been reluctant to do that. Um, it seems pretty clear to me the guy who would be better suited to go out there and start, played with more conviction, made de- decisions with more conviction. And as O will tell you, you need a quarterback that will go out there and be decisive and confident in his decisions. Whether he makes mistakes or not is, is beside the point. You've got to have a guy that will play with some conviction if your offense is going to play fast as a unit. And it seemed to me like, like there was a, a pretty clear answer in that regard, and he probably needs to make a change moving forward. Hey, Joe, thanks for saying a lot of the things that I won't really dare to say on these airways. So I appreciate it. You, you got after some D tackles today and, you know, spoke the truth about the oh, quarterback position. Man, I tell you, they're nice people. Nice people. <laughs> man, it's like they, they, and, and they generally like hands on their hips and they're breathing really hard because, you know, and then they look back at a linebacker like, what's your, which direction? And it's like, bro. <laughs> Look at the tight end. It's right and left. Like, you're a three technique. You're going to line up outside of the guard to the tight end. That's it. You don't, have, you don't need the linebacker to tell you that. Unbelievable. Quarterbacks and offensive linemen, two smartest people uh, on the on the whole football field, right? Right, right, oh, right. Typically, I mean, that's, typically. Yeah, that's, that's what I hear from the other guy that sits yeah, in that, that chair most of the time. By the way. Hold uh, on. Time out. Time out. Let's... Are we, are we just going to pass up 
the offensive linemen that hear the snap count in the huddle, you know, you're like, hey, on two, on two, bam. And then you clap and you break, and they take two steps towards the ball, and then they're like, check, check. What's it on? Check, check. What's it on? <laughs> Monday, Monday, like, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, it happens all the time. And then now <laughs> I've got to give our code word to the whole defense, and they're like, oh, it's on two. <laughs> got to change up the code word. Oh, every freaking time. All right, Joe. Like, all right, Joe. Oh, you're going too far. You're going too far. Now, now all of a sudden the conversation is turned. You're going too far. Last point. Last point. Uh, you, you don't know if you would bet $10,000 on the Broncos to win on uh, Monday night, but how many eggs would you be willing to bet? <laughs> all of them because they're they're in the middle of the table. Right? Yeah, they're cheap. Like, hope they're in a bowl, or else yeah. they're going to roll off and break on the floor, and then there's going to be yolk everywhere, and it's going to be disgusting. And then Mike is going to start getting hungry, and he's going to scoop them up off the board. He's going to put them in a pan, and he's going to scrambling them up. No, 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 no. We're getting ready to make a, a, a what's it called a crustless quiche uh, this morning. You know, uh, there oh, you go. you're the best. There Thank you, go. my man. Thank you. Who, who you got? By the way, who you, you got? got who you got? Who you got this week? Oh, bro, I'm going, I got Bama, Texas. No way, really? Oh, Yesterday. cool. We get Nick Saban stories next week. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're probably going to be up by 30, which means I'm just going to be washing Saban up the whole second half. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joel. Have You're a the best. Weekend. There he goes, Joel Klatt, presented by Audi Flatirons. Hello, this is Ryan Watson, Vice President and General Manager of Audi Flatirons and Audi Boulder Service. When was the last time a dealership delivered the experience you were looking for? Have you ever felt that buying a car was solely about making the sale? It should be about the relationship, beginning with your commitment to do business with us and continuing through the years to follow. Our team is dedicated to exceeding your expectations from the first mile to the last. Come see us in person or visit us online at AudiFlatirons.com or AudiBoulderService.com. 